0: All right, a little bit of a Creedcast extra special here right now. I usually wouldn't... Actually, well, no, something I do want to do a little bit more is kind of, if I have the time, kind of comment on things that are happening in the wider AFL world and whatever it's just it, it, when it's a point of interest worthy of making comment on and obviously the events of last night and that have carried into today. Um, I'm recording this late on Thursday the 17th, so a day after... Um, roughly 24 hours after that, this now already infamous press conference from Luke Beveridge versus uh, Tom Morris from Fox Footy, um, it is it, it was something that um, created an incredible amount of discussion on the social media's as, as well as you know news networks and whatever else, um, all stemming from a f- well a few days of um, uh, of tense tension between um, the Bulldogs and particularly Luke Beveridge and and journalist Tom Morris uh, from Foxworthy, or formerly of, possibly now. We don't know. We'll see how that goes. And uh, we'll get into that later. Um, but um, it's just something that I found quite intriguing, watching their reactions over the past day. Because I, I always try to find um, as someone who's... I, I, guess, I, I, I guess it's not like I'm trying to say... I, I just have a point of view in the world that I try to... My... University study, I guess it. It what it taught me was to always. You, there's always a. There's always a story within the story, kind of thing. Um, with, when you're looking at studying history and and whatnot, it's a. Uh, it's about looking past the obvious, I guess, and trying to find the how. Like when something is happening that looks you, you, like the the big explosive events. There's always a how we got there. You look at the event, and you, you're seeing the the. You're seeing the sparks and the and the explosions. There's always a powder keg and and things, events leading up to it. And there's a how and there's how for what. There's a how and a why for what. Um, and I think so many, so many, so much focus was on the the what was happening last night and the what was the Luke Beverage reaction to Tom Morris. That there was a lot. There was not much focus put in the how and why, and and most of the, the most of the minimal focus of that was like, well, it was okay because he's a journalist. And he was just doing his job, which there is credence to that point of view. Obviously, it's um, but then the the how and the why and the nuance of that job is that there is, I guess, discussions to be had about um. It's not. It's, we're not talking ethics. It's not like we're talking about um. You know. The, the newspapers in in uh, in England, like the, the 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 dirty rags, like the Sun, that would you know wiretapping and all that kind of shit from Murdoch media and whatnot. It's not like we're talking about you know the, the real true gutter journalism of um, that that really affects families and people and and whatnot. And we're not talking about that here. We're talking about someone dropping team selections, but it is it is just uh, just scooping team selections, which to me is still a weird thing to be trying to scoop. Like who fucking cares? Um but we'll go I'll try to do this as structured as possible but I am kind of just more like having a free discussion about my thoughts on the whole thing. Um because basically my thesis on the whole thing is that yes beverage was out of line but I think there's also a discussion to be had about the about um the actually actual journalistic integrity not so much of what Thomas reported on. But how he went about it and the theatrical element that he was trying to I think he was trying to uh, play into a little bit, and just got a little bit more of what he bargained a little bit more than he bargained for when he was I, he went looking for a reaction. I just don't think he was bargaining for that, but um I'll play I'll look I'll play it um here. We can listen to it um, and then I can bounce off of what we listen to because there's certainly some stuff right away um, in how Tom Morris asked the question before. obviously we hear uh, Beveridge's um tirade. Um, that I think um, that that sets, sets it off, really. we talk through
1: the events in the last few days with a few players, JJ, Martin, Lockie Hunter, you know, in and out of the team, Melbourne was similar as well. Is that just normal round one preparation to, you know, be uncertain, I guess, at how you're going to prepare?
0: So let's bounce off that right away, actually, before we get into the, the you know, we'll listen to the rest of what uh, Beveridge has to say in a moment. Um, although not that you really need to, you've and plenty of anyone that's wanted to see it has seen it already. Um, but my immediate thing when I, when I was listening, I was like, I remember I was watching this live. I was just sitting up watching and Bevy, watching the end of the footy. And so I was watching this live and I remember thinking when Tom Morris asked the question, I was like, you fucking know, like, what are you, what are you, what are you doing here? Like I knew that Tom Morris was baiting him before beverage even responded. I just was like, you know, you know what He's saying, Oh, is this normal round one? I'm like. You know it's not normal round one behavior because you you were kind of a part of why this got kind of a little bit weird and and fucky, so to me immediately straight off the bat the how and the why we're already we're in the middle of the how we got to uh beverage's um outburst right here because this is I think beverage was probably trying to keep a lid on it was just hoping he wasn't gonna get some kind of question that was gonna lead him down that path, and then Morris kind of just gave him the. Gave him the um the the bait really and beverage unfortunately he took it and when we get into his reaction I will like I absolutely agree that he, he over it was over the top and uncalled for and, and not diplomatic in any means. There's a way to say what he said in a way that wouldn't have come across the way it did. There is always a way to say something without doing it the way he did. He just chose the um, double barrel um, blast way of getting his point across, rather than kind of getting it across a bit more diplomatically. But right from the right from before we get into that, it's just the this issue stems from Tom Morris leaking, uh, oh, not not he leaked the story, but someone leaked. It. And look, that's that's the other thing. Beveridge acknowledges, um, I think, some point in this in this uh, presser, we'll li- listen to the rest in a moment. But that there's a, there's issues they have to deal with the club to work out what why these leaks are getting out, but it's just something that happened at footy, I guess, unfortunately. As much as you try to lock down the inner sanctum as much as possible and make it a make it a real iron curtain kind of kind of thing, it's just not gonna happen. There's always gonna be there is opportunistic journalists around like Tom Morris who will who will weasel their way into getting sources and whatnot. And that's what they do. That's their job. Um but I think what irks me and why I agree with Luke Beveridge taking umbrage, I don't agree with how he took umbrage. I agree with him having grievances that he just should have dealt with more diplomatically. Is why are we? Why is football journalism just trying to scoop selections? Selections are something that officially drop at a certain time. If unless you're trying to scoop it for a team that you're, you know, you you it's some kind of you know. <laughs> I like I like Patriots football, but like the Patriots, like if you if you want to go down the Spygate route or something like, like well, if it was teams doing something dirt, do like little deals, like trying to get inf- inside information, But he's just doing a journal, like he's just doing it for the papers, like getting a scoop on a high-profile player that might be dropped. Like these things get leaked here and there anyway. So again, I it's a, it's a little bit funny that they they there was a, such an issue made about this one, but I think it's more there is a deeper issue here with clubs just and coaches possibly being a little bit frustrated with how the AFL media landscape works it's a little out of control for me and I think we are, I don't I hope I don't think I get too many people disagree that there is and there's a lot of people that were saying this even though they were ripping beverage I was saying yeah I don't get I don't like AFL media but he took it went over the top I'm like well if you're saying that then you need to look at why he went over the top and there is a real reason as to why he did it's just it's just I think this is like a spark that the powder keg It's not really this issue here is not why he's 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 had a build up of issues in the past with media and and stuff like this happening and guys like Tom Morris are person- they're media personalities and sometimes the media personality starts festering the it becomes a festering tumor on the journalist side of what they're doing so they call their their journalists that's what their job title is but they start becoming a personality as well and that doesn't jive with the true journalistic integrity all the time of what that job is so it's it's a real interesting issue as to how they get here because i think it is there is a genuine um you know grievance that luke beverage has about the story coming out and And just having the disruption to their preparation for what was already... This this game has been talked about, like, really getting built up in the last couple of weeks since the kind of preseason stuff finished and we were just starting to look forward to the start of the season. There was all this talk about the freed from desire stuff the rivalry from the grand final, all that stuff. There was a real pressure cooker kind of feel on the game already considering it was a round one opening, opening game of the season. There was a lot of pressure kind of being put on the rivalry and a lot of media talk was building that up. So the pressure that was on the coach was probably um, quite um, quite significant anyway, and then you have all this stuff in the pre in the pregame, and you have someone like Tom Morris, love him or hate him, and we'll get into some of the stuff that's come out about him that might sway your opinion on him um, in a way later on. But um, he does have a personality attribute to how he runs his runs his journalistic um, game. That's would rub some people the wrong way. I think it would rub me the wrong way. And it certainly is rub. I'm not like a Luke Beveridge fan or anything. I don't love him. I hate him. I don't really have any feelings either way for him. I think he's a bit abrasive at times and he probably wouldn't be the kind of person that I would work well with. I don't know. I don't know. I just, he's just, he seems a little, he seems a bit abrasive, but that's fine. Like it's whatever. He's a coach and he's certainly done a good job at the Western Bulldogs, clearly. Um, so it works for what they're doing. um, but I can certainly see a, a personality uh, like Tom Morris rubbing in the wrong way. And when we see the way that press conference start, well, the, the press conference started actually quite well the first three minutes or so. But when Morris uh, throws that question out the way he does, um, was, to me that was clear baiting. He knew what he was doing there. Um, and Tom Morris, if we're going to if we're going to give him all the credit as being a good as people were doing last night being a good journalist and and having integrity and all those things and being a smart good journalist then we have to always also say well then if he is all those things and that means he knows exactly what he was doing he knew the story was there the story there was for him to get another headline out of this issue that had kind of bubbled on the service the past few days about the selection stuff and so he asked a question being very general about it, um, about the whole situation, that even though he knew that he was right in the centre of the issue that he was asking about. He was the one that was lighting those little fires and using his source to get those stories out there. So, yeah, he was a part of it. He was right in the thick of it. And so I can understand <laughs> Beveridge taking umbrage with that question coming from him. Of all people it come from... Someone else in the room that genuinely was just like, "What do you think of all this?" Then he might have he might have side eyed, <laughs> side eyed uh, Morris and 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 spoken about him in an indirect way. Maybe that would have been better. I'll get into that in a sec. But um, it was the question about the issue came from the person who created the issue. So I can understand there, there's a lot more there than just it, it, it's it's very murky and and Morris had just as much a role in how this got started. Um, but we'll listen to Beveridge's response here anyway. We, know, we all know it, but we'll listen to it and then we can talk about the how, the, the, what, goes on, what goes on from there. You know, be uncertain, I guess, how you're going to prepare?
1: You've got the nerve to ask me a question and even be here. So you've been preying on us the last two times. You barracked from Melbourne, Tom Morris. have yeah. been preying on us. You've been opening us up, causing turmoil within our football club by declaring our team... Um, well before it needs to be declared. Is that the way Fox want you to oper- operate? Yeah, is that I'm what that. you're doing? Is that the gutter journalist you want to be? No. Is that, is that who you want to be? Did you let me answer, right? so, yep. so we went in with a plan. We had we had some late stuff go on with JJ, um, unfortunately, coming out in the warm-up. Everything other than that was according to plan from the Sunday, which somehow you found out about again. So we need to get to the bottom of this. Obviously, we need to put our hand up and, and say that there's uh, there's some leakage going on. But you're preying on it, and, and it's a team you broke for. Your conflict of interest here is considerable, and yet your gutter journalism at the moment is killing our, us and behind the scenes. This is why the health and wellbeing of people in the game. Is caught up in all this stuff, you know, because we've got things to concentrate performance, concentrate on performance-wise. We've got to look after our own, and then you cause all this um, raking trash that happens behind the scenes, and names get brought up into it. And all we're doing is planning for a football game. I can't. Are you proud of yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're proud of yourself. Yeah, Fox backs me. Wow. You. And to Do be honest, To be honest, no, 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 that's enough. That's enough. Next question, please. Yeah, next question. Mate, you're not welcome. No, 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 this is the AFL's press conference and I'll it's sit what? here. It's, it's what? the Sorry. AFL's press conference. Yeah, okay. Well, well, I think we're, you've got enough, boys and girls? For the next question, you. I think we're probably done, we? Okay, so this is what happens. Because I know, um, and I know Sam Edmund does it. You know, I know many of you, Riley, I know you would do it. If you found something out, you'd ring Agent shed and say, look, I know this, just so you, you, you know that I know. Um, Something's happened, it's got out. And the courtesy and the integrity uh, and the ethical way to go about it has happened in the past. Now, this bloke here and what he's doing, he's given everyone else a bad name, you know, and and right where we're trying to stabilise our competition and what we do with everything that's gone behind the scenes and us, you know, as coaches and a football program um, with the, the soft cap situation as it is, and and this sort of stuff happens. You're, you're an embarrassment to what you do, mate. You're an embarrassment. <laughs> an absolute embarrassment. Disagree? Oh, we won't get many friends.
0: Wow. Uh, listening to that back, it's actually... It, it's, it, it's funny. The benefit of hindsight is a weird thing. Because now we've seen what's come out with Tom Morris today and... Uh, but we shouldn't use utilize that when analyzing this situation on on, on its own merit. But um, I find myself more and more every time I listen to him, I'm just like, I just, it, it actually watching them back, I was like, it's not as bad as I remember it being. Um, there's certain little things that Beveridge does that are right. He calls into question uh, the, the uh, conflict of interest stuff with him being a Melbourne fan. There's so many players and media or former players and media personalities that are out and out fans of their teams, in the media, in commentary, in everywhere in the AFL world, um, it's just something that it's not. That's not something to bring up in those situations unless there's something to. Uh, I, the, 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 well, I say that, and then I think about like you know the Eddie Maguire being asked about the fucking prison bar stuff after we put him on the change rooms last year, and he was on TV, basically threatening David Kosh. So yeah, there is there is actually conflict of interest issues. Uh, in AFL media that need probably need to be addressed, but um, Tom Morris in that situation, I don't think that was a, a real issue to be brought up in that situation. So that's one. Um, but beyond that, um, and <laughs> look, calling me a gutter journalist and and calling into question his integrity a couple of times and and stuff like that is is over the top in trying to get your point across because I think. I think back to we've, we've been watching um rewatching uh Drive to Survive the um the, the F1 Netflix series. Well, I've been rewatching, my wife's rewatching The Better Half so watching it for the first time. We're on season 2 at the moment and there's an episode uh where um it's the episode the Mercedes episode where they're at the um at Hockenheim in Germany, it's the wet weather race. A great race to watch, I remember watching it live. Um great drama, but um Mercedes don't have a great weekend. And Toto Wolf is asked by um, a Sun journalist, um, a, 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 one of the biggest shitty rags in the in world journalism. They are a disgrace to the disgrace to journalism, and uh, rightly uh, completely banned in the city of Liverpool and mass just a boycott on them because of the absolute muckraking shit that they did after the um, Hillsborough tragedy. So they are a special kind of terrible in the world of journalism, but. Um, they do, uh, there's a Sun journalist that um, asked Toto Wolf a question. And I asked you, oh, I might just play that too now, because this, this kind of gives me my frame of reference to how you how Beveridge probably should have dealt with someone who he felt was looking for a story. Okay. okay. who votes to for session. Toto, just uh, how embarrassing is this feat for you, home race for the, for the team, having Netflix here, You know, it's quite, you've got the outfits, everything was poised for the celebration, but you've ended up with a car in 11th and a car in a kitty litter. Can't be too good.
1: You want to have a headline for the sun for me? I'm not going to give you a headline.
0: I'll do that, don't worry. Yeah, I know. Um, It was a terrible day for us. Should I actually respond to you when you give me such an answer? Oh, why not? It's...
1: Um, Lewis put the car in the wall and then we made the wrong call with the tyres. Tyres were not ready.
0: But uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to
1: pin into one one bad decision or one incident. There was a multitude of, uh, of things that, get, that went wrong.
0: So to me, what you get from uh, Toto Wolf there is the right way to deal with someone baiting you for a, for a response. Um it, it, it was, you know, you could de- if you watch it, you can kind of see the uh, the, the kind of cocky attitude from the uh, Sun journalist there, and it, there's a very much a similar, I like a similar feeling I get from that kind of guy that I'd, that I've always got from Tom Morris as well. But that's the right way to deal with it. If you wanna, if you wanna, um, he kind of makes it. He he calls him out a little bit, but he just does it in a very refined way. And then he still answers the question in an indirect way. That's more or less just answering the question for the rest of the journalists that are there. That are actually there is to do a more the job that you expect from journalists that aren't actively trying to um, get a story out of a reaction from a from a guy. You know. So I think what Beveridge could have done is just if Morris had put that question out there, he could have just said, you know, he could have just in a very stern and polite way said look you know what you what role you played in all of that this week mate i'm not going to dignify it with any more of an answer than that but you know what role you played um something like that and then you could just and then you could have answered the direct question indirectly to everyone else and said something about could have said hey yeah all this stuff that happened this week from a certain you know a journalist and leaks happening and and you know and, and beverage does acknowledge the issues within the, the you know the issue within the club of someone leaking leaking sensitive information out there and, and all that stuff. He does address that in that um, little f- three or four minutes that we listened to just before. Um, so we can't, he could have he just taken out the person, real personal stuff and just address that in an indirect way that kind of avoids um, actually answering Tom Morris and giving him the, his story, but just said, hey, look, yeah, it was a little bit of a rough couple of days because we had um, some, <laughs> you know, we had... Uh, someone uh, writing stories that is just and getting stories in a in a way that we weren't really happy with, and he could have just said, "Hey, we weren't happy with the way this has happened, and we're not happy with the uh, the media landscape at the moment and how this stuff happens." But we've just got to um, move forward and see what we if we can find out what's going on and and stop it, <laughs> and, and in an indirect way say, "Hey, we're going to shut this source off from you, and we don't want to have anything to do with you." And you can do that in an indirect way that has just as much impact on. Getting your point across without just getting loud and and punching hard. You know, it's kind of like the old adage of um. You know, the person that starts the fight is often not the one that gets in trouble because it's the one that f- hits back and you you hit back harder and you and you you know in this in in this instance it's a verbal altercation the person that retaliated, retaliated harder. And, um, you know, Tom Morris was looking for a story and he got it in an indirect way. He got it more than he bargained for out of the interaction. And, um, yeah, but look, I don't condone beverage going to the lengths he did. It, it, it was a poor, it's an absolute poor look um, for the AFL coaches to to react in such a way because it, it does, it is, it is just a poor reflection on your ability to handle the situation and as well as just, um, it's a bad look because you're you're <laughs> actively tearing shreds and admonishing, um, someone else who's a profession professional in their, in their profession, um, which like journalists do it plenty of times about coaches. So there is that discussion to be had too, about the back and forth between the AFL players and coaches and the people involved in that side and the people that write about it. But it's all a symbiotic relationship. They all they can't exist without each other. So there is. You've got to find that balance, and Beveridge is slightly just overstepped that line. Morris is dancing on it um, with how he was baiting and and looking for the theatrical element of the story rather than really looking for a true story or anything like that. Um, he was looking for a bit of a reaction to be able to ride another headline and and get the clicks and all that stuff, which is a which is a, a problem within the media the, the media landscape and in that personality side of, of of sports journalism and journalism journalism as a whole as well, but. Yeah, it, it's it's a poor look for Beverage. Um he's he's apologised tonight. He put a he did an apology um that looked somewhat like a hostage video as well, but you know it's funny, because the AFL's posted this in that entire pe- press conference from last night, so the original the Stausch on their website and it's like must watch and then there's got a must watch up on Beverage's apology video. So they're they're getting the clicks out of this stuff too, so it's all it's all a bit of a a, a facade in a way. But um it is. It was disappointing to see just how many people um, wanted to just completely tear shreds off of um, beverage without just having a little bit more of a look at the um, the issue at hand. I think that um, it's a, it's absolutely fine to tear shreds off of beverage as long as you as long as you kind of acknowledge the role that Tom Morris played in the situation. I just don't think anyone. Everyone just said, oh, no, he's doing his job and just completely absolved of him and blame. And it's like, well, I'm not going to go to the lengths of something quite drastic in comparison because it just doesn't make any, it's, it's still not, it's no level of comparison. But there's plenty of people that just do their jobs that still don't do the right thing. That's doing their jobs and doing the right thing. Doing your job doesn't automatically mean you're doing the right thing. Um and it seems like there's some grey area that Tom Morris is operating in, which doesn't mean he's not doing anything illegal, and nor is he, is it something that that bad? But still, is a grey area that he's operating in, that he knows is gonna irk some of the people in the field and in the AFL world, um, in the in the in the actual profession of AFL coaching and playing and whatever. He not he's operating in that area that he knows is gonna is gonna get those reactions um and that reaction was probably more than he bargained for as I said, but it's still he knows he's operating in those in those in those circles in those in that that realm where this it gets a little dicey as far as um who you're going to upset and so he knows he's well aware of that and he was operating in that and then he decided to ask a question that um he knew damn well what the answer w- was and would be because he was right in the thick of it so it was an interesting staus and um one that I certainly I certainly just wanted to try to bring that kind of, as that kind of um, opinion to it. This is just personally, purely my opinion on it. Obviously, um, I'm no expert on all these things, and I, I die. Plenty of people are going to have different opinions from me and disagree with me. I'm sure because plenty have. Um, but I, I just think that there's to admonish beverage to the length that some have um it's bordered on embarrassing you know you got Caroline Wilson getting out there and, and talking about six figure fines six figures we're talking about minimum of $100,000 like where is she thinking that $100,000 and this is in the same world <laughs> that uh, Taylor Walker um got a slap on the wrist and a and a $20,000 fine um for being an active racist last year um, and is now already getting puff pieces done by fucking Graham Corns in the paper about the redemption of Taylor Walker and and how much he's still a necessary crow and how he's a good bloke. And I think there's even a line in this fucking story from Graham Corns that um that the comments from Taylor Walker were meant for Matt Crouch, but they, they were picked up by a club official. It, like, he's trying to excuse it. Uh, like, it, it would have been okay if it hadn't gotten out because it was only meant for Matt Crouch. And, like... So we're dealing in a world where that is the journalists are trying to trying to excuse that behavior already while we admonish a co it's just the where our perceptions of what is right and wrong is in the media AFL media landscape is so, so warped. And that's probably the most disappointing aspect of this is that Beveridge just lost his call, cool, admittedly absolutely lost his call cool and was out of line. But he didn't he, the worst thing he did was con- like attack his like, he attacked his profession and his professionalism within his profession. He wasn't even attacking; he was just saying, "Look, you, you, I don't respect how you go about what you do." Everyone, people do that all the time. That's fucking politics in a nutshell, and that's certainly what we do as sports fans and sports people do about other teams. We do it all the time. That's part of the landscape. Is you, 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 you know, if you if you don't like what someone's doing in that aspect, you can question. Like he just questioned his professionalism in a moment of passion and anger. And that's the other thing we expect passion and anger and and not anger and passion are two very closely linked emotions passion is anger in a in a way and anger is passion and we constantly beg for passion from our athletes and our coaches but then we admonish them when that passion is is just it, it turns into a little bit of frustration at the end of a hard week of preparation for a high profile grand final re- rematch and we get and we and we completely rip shreds of the character of the coach. And, and again, I'm no beverage fan or anything like that. It's just been astonishing to me to see the level that some people have gone to in trying to circle the wagons around Tom Morris while absolutely admonish the profession of, like, you know. Uh, don't, I saw some people just well, like, oh, "Geez, should he have a job?" You know. And then you've got a couple of people like Caroline Wilson talking about six-figure fines and the and the and the apologies and the and the and the and the, and the, 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 the the penance he should pay for just fucking losing his call with a journalist in a press conference. Yeah, it's it's one of the more um, astounding instances of a journalist being <laughs> admonished by a coach, but it happens in all sports around the world. Um, and so I just I just don't understand the the level it's gotten to. And as we'll I'll just take a quick break here, and then we'll get into the events of today that kind of it, it took a wild wild turn. Um, unfortunately for Tom Morris, it's um you know, the, there's a lot of people that are tucking their tail between their legs and looking and, and it got pretty quiet in the last um, ten, eight to ten hours so we'll, we'll we'll finish off on that briefly and uh, and wrap this one up so it was interesting this morning was kind of the tail end of the discussion, I, you know, I spent a fair bit of time on the Twitters and all computers, I know all of Twitters that's a Logan Lucky reference for the movie fans out there, um but uh, I woke up this morning, and again, I was watching some games this morning and kind of catching up on the fallout this morning as well. And people were continually bashing beverage, and you know, there was a few people having the discussion, and just saying, "Look, you know." And I was having a discussion with a few people, and it was a really well reasoned discussion. A lot of people that had discussed the issue with um, a really fun chat, um, Donny um, and Fourth and Long Radio, the US, a couple of US based guys that are really fun and good chats, and they they were on. I think Donnie, um, who I've been on the podcast with before, and his the Fourth and Long Network over there. Um, we were p- kind of on diff- different ends of the spectrum, but we had a great discussion about it. and I, I appreciate those discussions as well because it does make m- I, I, those discussions make me think about my point of view and have to, and then have to make sure that I'm thinking about it in the right way. Otherwise, then I have to say, yeah, no, you're right. So it's good to have those discussions as well, and I appreciated the dialogue with a few um, um, Dave Lloyd as well. I think on Twitter and and a few others that we were having a discussion with it was it was good to have those discussions with people that were not just you know going over the top over the top with it um so that that died off and the afternoon went on and I saw a picture and now this is I've already had someone um have a crack at me about uh, me uh, having a bee in my bonnet about uh Tom Morris because he has different political leanings than me I didn't know that there was a picture that existed of Tom Morris standing in front of the White House with a Trump shirt with his thumbs up saying, with hashtag, I'm with him, until this afternoon. I, if you go back in the feed, I was on the, I think Tom has some blame in this situation well before I knew that that picture existed. Now, I'm not trying to disparage his character in any way beyond just looking at the facts of what's come out this afternoon. So, that's, that's like, people can be... I think Trump is one of the most repugnant human beings on the planet, but there are a lot of people out there that inexplicably like him and voted for him. And I guess Don Morris decided to be in Washington in November or whatever 2016, and decide to show his love for the love for the man. So I I don't know what what that situation's about, but it is what it is. So that came out, and then uh, it was later this afternoon, I'm on Twitter and I just suddenly start seeing people retweeting these videos. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna play any of them on this podcast because they're they're they are abhorrent. What he was he is doing and saying, and we're not gonna give give them any airtime in that sense. You can go on Twitter and find them if you want. Um, they're out there, and there's plenty of people that are rightly astonished and and incredibly incredibly angry about them, and rightly so. So one of them essentially is um, it's a WhatsApp message thread. It's a video, It's a screen record of basically someone has sent a picture of the TV with a, a, a Fox cricket, um, uh, a, a presenter, um, a female one on the screen and sent through to the group chat that apparently has Tom Morris in it, or as he's referred to in the group chat, Moz, and asked, who is this Moz? And, um, a couple of crude comments from the lads, um, and look, there is guy talk, um, that is a thing, um. I can't say that I haven't been a part of it in the past, in the sense of just people talking um, objectively, and that's a young man's thing that I don't like about the young man that I was as a person. So you can grow, but this is something recent. <laughs> it's this is a problem with when, and you can you get a bit of character from um, what Tom Morris has done here, and essentially what this is, Tom Morris. I don't know why. Maybe this is this is the level of hubris, and this is what I've thought about in his journalism at times. Is there's a level of hubris, um, uh, uh, misplaced hubris as well, because he gets a little bit he, again. This personality, he becomes more of a personality than a journalist. You, you, you kind of get what I'm saying, but from before. He he does a voice message, and I guess that's a thing that people do. I just text. I don't know. I don't do. I don't record my voice thoughts and send it into a group chat. But anyway, um, Tom Morris decides because he he could have had could have pleaded ing- um, ignorance to the issue if it wasn't his voice being recorded in and and very much in his um, his cadence that he uses on TV as well. Him talking about her in a very um, objectifying manner. Um, Discussing her sexuality. Um, talking about her um, cussing and talking about her being the most good-looking woman at Fox. Um, which also is then disparaging to other women and it, but that shouldn't be the issue anyway. And then talking again in a very crude manner about her sexuality and objectifying it. Um, and basically saying, sorry lads, she's not available because of this. And it's just not it's um and there's been some good um uh, unfortunate but good dialogue from uh females in uh women in sport um and women in sports media talking about how this is the exact reason that there's such a anxiety about being in that that space is because you don't know like if this stuff didn't come out then you wouldn't not like but then what is out there that hasn't been put out there you know like tom morris has been caught out because someone's released this which by the way is the most ironically... If it wasn't so disappointing to see that this is what is being... Like, if it was just that he was leaked that he was just a fucking... I don't know. It's just ironic and... Um, just so ironic that he has been undone by a leak when he was trying to defend himself to Luke Beveridge about taking advantage of a leak within the Western Bulldogs. So... That is an ironic element of it. That is just um, unbelievable to me. Actually, to have only half. This has happened less than like within twelve hours, or you know, half a, a bit over half a day after the this original issue that we. I was going to record a podcast just about the original thing, and then I've had to attack this onto the end because it's the the end of the day of the incredible drama that has just come out of this situation. Um, and there's another video where he's just. Um, he seems like he's drunk, just screaming into his phone about not being and just a bunch of racist terms and, uh, racist and homophobic, um, terms, yelling to a phone. Um, I d- it's just, I don't know what that's about really. He's just saying, I'm not this, I'm not that, I'm not this. I'm just a guy with a good heart. So leave me alone. Like, I'm just, it's fucking weird. Um, again, search it out if you want to, I don't, you know, if you've got the stomach for it, it's not like it, it's just, it's just abhorrent language and, and, and it's just disappointing to see. I as much as I don't like Tom Morris as a journalist really is just not my cup of tea and how he does things. This is not what I wanted to see. This is not how I wanted to see it end. Um he might well, I I think he should like he he probably deserves to be taken down. Like I don't know where he goes from here, where Fox Footy goes from here, he certainly doesn't deserve the platform he has now when you see how that platform has kind of poisoned his way of thinking about his co workers. Um, as well as his method methods of doing his job, there's a lot of things going into it that just mean that it, it, he has taken this opportunity and this platform and kind of utilized it in a in an unhealthy manner, I think, and that's that's just disappointing. And but it also broaches a wider discussion about um, you know these issues again with women in the workplace of sports and women do. There's so many more great women coming to the the. Uh, sports working workplace workplaces day after day. You know AFLW is getting bigger and bigger, and women's sports generally in the world is getting bigger and bigger. Finally, and uh, they deserve the equal footing of um, you know being able to work abs- with absolute comfort, not just comfort. Like knowing that oh, you know most of the guys here are good people, so they'll protect me from the bad ones. There just shouldn't be bad ones. There shouldn't be those attitudes. It's actually a cultural re it's like recognition that needs to happen that we need to actually change the way we're thinking in society and stamp this stuff out kind of like racism as well you can't just say oh yeah no we'll just make sure our workplace is good and protect you and and insulate from it we just need to actually change it all and make sure everyone is changed for the better and get this kind of stuff out of there um you know all the people that are like replying to tweet threads and saying oh you haven't can't say you haven't talked about like this before, and you don't have lads talking. It's it's fine. All the left left woke lefties are ruining everything. It's like no, it's it's people that say stuff like that that excuse this behaviour that are keeping this behaviour f- happening. If you just stop this behaviour happening, then it won't be woke lefties fucking whinging about it. It just won't happen, and that's what we want. So. Yeah, it's a disappointing end to this, this situation. It would have been, I would have much preferred it just to be, let's look forward to when the next time Tom Morris is in the room with Luke beverage and see how it goes. And beverage for all, probably if his, his apologies today was genuine, would have found a way to be a bit more tactful, even if he still didn't like Tom Morris, he would have found a way to be a bit more tactful. It might have just been a little bit of a sparring thing to look at over the next few years. But unfortunately, it seems that Tom Morris is, um, doesn't have the Best moral compass, I would say, and doesn't mean he can't grow and learn and hopefully these this kind of experience can be quite humbling um so that's all I can say about it is that I hope that the growth some growth can happen out of it um right now he is not in a place that he should be in the have the platform he does if he wants to have that platform he needs to do a hell of a lot of growth and thinking um so yeah, it's an unfortunate end to the situation actually because it was just a explosive story of a journalist versus a coach and it's turned into something a lot more darker and sinister really and and affected um you know been probably a bit triggering for some um, women that have had to deal with this kind of stuff in the workplace and, and it's just unfortunate so I f- I feel for anyone out there that is um affected having you know the mental you know it's, this is kind of this entire podcast started with a coach kind of talking about mental health impacts of journalists um in club land, but now we're finishing up by hoping that the um, the kind of videos and stuff that have come out today aren't affecting the mental health of um, just the women and that, are, that just deserve a, a safe workplace out there. So, yeah, and obviously the um, racist and homophobic terms as well is just disappointing. So, yeah, thinking of everyone out there that might um, be unfortunately Feeling pretty down about this stu- this um stuff coming out and um and hope that uh, we just can move past this. But it's been a hell of a um hell of an opening we're we're two games into the season and this and high profile coach is at a stout of the journalist and then that high profile journalist has found himself completely uh I mean he's he's stood down. Uh, that's, I should finish off by saying that he has been stood down by Fox Sports pending I don't know what they're pending. Uh, st- they're just I guess a full investigation into what's exactly occurred and then they make a decision. But at this point he's stood down and he won't have that same platform he's had, which has been one of the most high profile names on Fox Footy in Australia. If you don't if you're from overseas you may not see but when you're watching Fox Footy here in Australia as I do often I watch in the weekly, nightly shows when I'm sitting here with not much else to do. I, it's one way of just catching up with news. He's often he's on there a lot. He's a big Big name and personality in Fox footy, so it's a big name to drop out of there, but and it's absolutely warranted. So, yeah, anyway, that's that. That's just my thoughts on it all. Um, it's unfortunate the, the, the way this has ended, but the um, the issue from last night I thought was well worth a discussion about kind of how it got there and and, and the. And the middle ground you can find in actually having a discussion about it rather than just going right to the polar opposites of either end and, and screaming about that that point of view because there's usually a middle ground there somewhere to actually have a discussion about what has occurred um, rather than going just to the sensationalist aspect of it. So, yeah, anyway, thanks for listening if you've gotten this far. Uh, cheers. Uh, most podcasts uh, on the Greek will be a lot more, um, uh, hopefully a lot more light-hearted than, than the way this one ended. But, yeah, it's it's... It's a, a newsworthy thing, and I think um, even if it's not directly uh, Port Adelaide related, it is uh, something that is part of the AFL landscape. And certainly, we have our own issues with people in the media um, when it comes to prison bar stuff and stuff like that, and as well as just um, the media landscape in Adelaide is often sometimes going to be unkind to our Port Adelaide boys as well. So it's something to something to think about when you when you're listening to um, some of the uh, more biased voices in an Adelaide media as well. So. Anyway, cut on the pair. Let's fucking go.